0: This podcast is brought to you by Spotify for podcasters. Have you yourself ever wanted to become a podcaster? Well, Spotify makes it simple and easy to do so. You can record, edit, and even distribute your podcast straight from their app. The best part? It is absolutely 100% free. Visit their website podcasters.spotify.com for more details and download the app on your Apple or Android devices today to get started on your podcasting adventure. That's Spotify for Podcasters. What's going on guys, Travis Fowler, Heartrider is back yet again with another edition of the Four Corner Podcast and there's a lot to talk about this week with our weekly recap as well as our Wrestlemania weekend recap and thoughts of course on the big controversy that went on from last week and so let's not waste any more time and let's talk wrestling. So this week was the fallout from Wrestlemania on both Raw and Smackdown And a little bit on NXT as well. And then uh, AEW came out with a banger of an episode, actually. Um, There was a few key points to talk about on that. AEW Dynamite kicked off with what was supposed to be Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks. That led to the debut of Jay White, who is officially signed with AEW over WWE. Which is not surprising considering what went on over this past week on Raw. And apparently this was something though that was already done uh, weeks prior to Mania. So while it wasn't a huge shock to at least the companies involved, to us fans we were sitting beta breath wondering who was going to show up when. Now we at least know the answer when it comes to Jay White. He is now All Elite. On AEW as well, the Blackpool Combat Club continues to wreak havoc with Daniel Bryan back in the fold as well. Them doing the screwdriver angle with Hangman Page was actually pretty interesting and a little stomach churning. Um, But overall, that was actually really fun, if you want to call it that, when it comes to them progressing the story where we can obviously see it's going to be the Elite versus the BCC, which is going to be pretty fun to see. Um, also on this week's episode, we had the tag team title match that was to determine FTR's future in AEW. They either win the belts or they leave. And as we saw at the conclusion of that matchup, we saw FTR capture their 10th tag team championship in a good matchup with the Guns. And it effectively keeps FTR with AEW, which according to Dax Hardwood, there was never any Question as to whether or not they were going to stay with AEW or go to WWE. I think there could have been some stuff they could have done cool in WWE, but overall, for their personal sake, as they said, as well as uh, I guess overall, I would definitely say they made the right decision staying with AEW. So props to them. Glad FTR is sticking around to be all elite and to see what else they do moving forward. On SmackDown, Compared to Raw, much better show, which we'll talk about that disastrous Raw in a minute. But overall, SmackDown was more action. Not a whole lot of promos, but the ones that we had were meaningful. And it actually shows you a little bit of where they're wanting to go with stories moving forward. So there was a lot of good stuff on SmackDown. I don't have to cover everything. Of course, again, being the fallout from Mania, there was to be a lot of interesting things to take place. Rhea Ripley did her promo, which of course led to the Judgment Day taking on the re-emerged LWO. It'll be interesting to see if the reports are true and they keep the LWO name for Legato Del Fantasma. Um, It'll be something that is a little bit of a tribute there. I also think it's kind of funny how Ray's put as, I don't know if I would call him the leader. I think I'm going to though for the sake of this situation He would be the leader of the LWO, considering in the original LWO story, he was a reluctant member that was basically forced into the group by Eddie Guerrero. So it's fun to kind of see that little nod there, and now history's kind of done a 180 with Ray and the LWO, which is, again, in story, is really fun. Uh, The Raw, though, I don't think I need to go into any details of what went on with Monday Night Raw. We all saw what happened. Um, And you could tell a night and day difference between SmackDown and Raw. And I'm hoping that this past week's episode of Raw was just a one-off with Vince McMahon back at the helm as it seemed to be. Um, (laughs) I don't even need to talk about it because it was just disastrous. So much promo, not enough wrestling. It didn't really feel like the Raw after Mania normally does, which was really disappointing. But, you know, at least on one aspect, we thought we were going to have an exciting main event with Brock and Cody taking on Bloodline reps, Reigns, and Sokoa. We know how that ended. A beat down to Cody from Lesnar. And that shows us what we've got coming out of WrestleMania for Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar going against each other. So I'm interested to a certain extent how that goes. And that plays into my thoughts on what goes on with Cody. Moving forward as well as Roman Reigns after what happened at Wrestlemania. So let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and talk Wrestlemania. Uh, man, it was a heck of a week uh, before we actually do go into Wrestlemania the show itself. Uh, last week there was a lot of decent shows outside of Wrestlemania. Uh, ROH's uh, Supercard of Honor was actually pretty good. Uh, I didn't, fortunately didn't watch a whole lot of it. I watched some of the big, bigger matches And uh, I gotta say though, from what I could hear and from what I saw, there was a lot of decent action there. Ring of Honor, I'm still on the fence about because right now the way they are merged with the AEW brand, it really doesn't give it its own distinct identity. And I really hope that's something that gets amended, which on the WWE side of things, we're gonna see that take place here in a few weeks with the draft. So um, I hope AEW does something to that same extent with their Ring of Honor brand and separate ROH from AEW sooner rather than later. Um, and also thoughts go out for, I believe this time it was Dante Martin who took the latter shot um, that actually fell through and twisted his ankle almost the other way around. Um, I feel for Top Flight in this so bad because Darius and Dante just can't seem to catch a break, but you know when you do high spots like they do as a team, you kind of run that risk. So, I hope that they are able to recover and get back as soon as possible on a healthy side of things because Top Flight's actually one of my favorite teams. No matter how I may feel about doing high spots these days or maybe not doing them as frequently, um, I still enjoy them so much as a team. Fast-paced, energetic, young, all of the tools are there. And I really hope they can just have a semblance of good luck come through them and really make a run in the tag division soon. I think they deserve it. So hope nothing but the best for them. Uh, the main event was a 15-year rivalry that did really good for the short of time that they had to build. It was actually a very good matchup between Claudio Castagnoli and Eddie Kingston. Um, I think putting Eddie Kingston on the ROH brand is a good move and I hope he continues to stay there. Um, And we'll see how things unfold with the BCC going forward if they're going to be more AEW or ROH since they're on both sides of the fence right now. Um, But only time will tell if the Ring of Honor card and brand can stand out on its own. I hope so. But uh, we'll see where this goes. And on the NXT side of things. Uh, Stand and Deliver was actually a decent show. The uh, non-sanctioned match with uh, Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller was an awesome matchup. Of course, the Carmelo hayes Braun Breaker match was just about everything I expected it to be and it was absolutely worth the price of admission. The uh, 5-way for the North American title was also a lot of fun. NXT is just really doing things right. Even on the fallout for their stand and deliver WrestleMania weekend, they brought back Cora Jade, who is uh, back to go after the women's title. Of course, Indy Hartwell is the women's champion in NXT now, which was an awesome surprise. Uh, Tiffany Stratton is still a good threat for that women's title. A lot of good things in the women's division. The tag team title situation is also good. I love that they've got Gallus, the three-man team, whole again. With uh, I believe it's Joe and Mark Coffee along with Wolf Gang, I enjoy Gallus so much. I love them in NXT UK, and I'm glad they're still here. Same can be said with JD McDonough as well as Elia Dragunov. I enjoyed them very much on the UK brand. Uh, just so many good things that NXT has to offer. Braun going heel was an awesome surprise, and I look forward to seeing what they do with that, and eventually hope to see him on the main roster sooner rather than later as well. But let's go ahead now and talk WrestleMania. i got to say, for an overall two-night show, WrestleMania this year was top-notch. Despite what some may feel about the main event of Night 2, which we will get to here in just a moment, uh... Wrestlemania from top to bottom, I think, delivered on where it was supposed to in every aspect. Um, Night One, though, I think takes the cake when it comes to entertainment-wise. Everything felt spot-on for Night One. To me, you could almost call it a flawless show. Uh, The opening with Cena and Theory was a good way to get the crowd started, and they did not stop after that. The tag team showcase match with the four teams, the most random match that I felt was on the WrestleMania card, that along with the women's version of it too on night two. But did it showcase exactly what it was supposed to do? Just showing off some tag teams that ended up being a lot of fun. And I think it became a fun matchup because nobody really was excited for it or anticipated it for that matter. But it came through and delivered in a big way. Damage control against Trish Lita and Becky is what it is. It, it served the story of what it was supposed to do. Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio having a stellar story of a match. I loved the Dominic entrance. Rey came out and topped it even more with the little Snoop Dogg intro to begin. was amazing. Nothing but a G thing was playing. I, I, yeah. I had a good moment watching that <laughs> um man for for match of the night though it was it's a hard toss, I think the three matches left remaining logan Paul Seth Rollins, the two that I honestly thought could steal the show, I think did exactly what they were supposed to do for their match as well. Um, And in my opinion, they topped whatever it was in my head. They pulled it out. Uh, Logan Paul is just a natural. Don't care if you like the guy or not. He is in-freaking-credible. And I am so glad that they paired him with Rollins. I think they worked very well together and put on a very entertaining match. And I'm glad that Seth picked up a much-needed win, especially on the WrestleMania stage. Well-deserving from Seth Rollins and Logan Paul... I hope we see more of you, because this first year of you being in WWE, you put on some bangers, and I'm glad to see you in the E, entertaining in only a way that you can. But between the two, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and The Usos, and Sami Zayn and KO, or who I called uh, KO Zania, um, between the two... There was a lot of speculation as to what should go on last compared to who should get the co-spot. And I believe that they fell exactly where they needed to do because the story was much more important for the tag titles. And there had never been a tag team main event outside of WrestleMania 1. So you fulfill that box and it had a great story to build to it with the titles on the line. It hit every mark that it was supposed to, but The women's title did its job as well, and Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair did exactly what everybody expected them to do. If you watched their first Mania matchup, you weren't disappointed then, and you weren't going to be disappointed this time. And Rhea definitely picking up the W was much needed, and that is what should have happened. Glad it did, and now Rhea Ripley is the SmackDown Women's Champion. And KO Zania in a very emotional and great matchup to main event night 1 Picked up the tag team titles from the Usos Knocking off members of the Bloodline Great way to cap off night 1 Night 2 starting off with Brock Lesnar and Omos Ended up being a fun match Like as much as a lot of people didn't care for it It still ended up delivering how it was supposed to So I actually didn't have any issues with that The women's showcase match, we knew what we were getting with that, and I knew the winner we were going to have for that as well. So it's kind of a meh for me, but it was what it was. Bianca Belair and Asuka, they did their thing as well, and I don't know if it necessarily lived up to the quote-unquote hype, but it definitely was what it was supposed to be. Bianca picking up the win and remaining Raw Women's Champion for hitting the year mark now is actually really cool. Uh, I did not expect that to happen. I was actually going for Asuka in that match, but uh, my picks didn't do so well on night two like they were for night one. Um, But still, good matchup from both of them. I very much think they had an entertaining match, and uh, it helped in the women's division quite a bit for that night as well. Then uh, another match that we have to talk about is the Hell in the Cell matchup with Finn Balor and Edge. I still think the wrong person won there too, and I really wish it would have been Balor because I think he needed it more than what Edge did. Maybe the story didn't dictate that, but you know, it, it, it was what it was. Still a good matchup nonetheless. Finn taking that ladder shot and the cut he got from it was insane. Can't help but feel for him, and I mean, it's kind of the same with Shane O'Mac, too. (laughs) But Snoop Dogg saving the day on that Shane O'Mac and Miz situation definitely was a few moment. Snoop Dogg was a real professional in that. Uh, Couldn't help but be proud to see that. A a lifelong fan helping out the product in only the way he could. Yeah, I'd I'd give you every bit of prop for that, Doggy Dogg. Honestly, though, I think my favorite match of the weekend Overall, and that does include the main event for night two. Whew, that triple threat intercontinental title match, Sheamus, Gunther, and Drew McIntyre, oh my lord, those guys just beat the snot out of each other, and it was so much fun to watch. Um, I'm so glad that it got five stars, and as it was noted somewhere earlier this week, Gunther has, I believe they said five Five-star matches in WWE, it's insane. Like, what more can this guy do? I'm telling you, a lot of people feel it, and I do too. He's a future world champion. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. The main event, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. It was a great match. Really, it was. Uh, from start to finish, it was what it should have been wrestling-wise, because it showcased exactly what Roman has become. He is definitely turned into a top-notch star, and Cody is right on par. As it would come out later, Cody had the highest top sales for merchandise over WrestleMania weekend, and uh, it really is one of those, like, pains me to say that I enjoyed the match, because it was only the ending I didn't enjoy, which has been the subject of much talk over the last week. So let's go ahead and talk about it. The ending of Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes saw Roman's title reign continue. Oh. I can understand why it continued. Um, I do still see where there is value as having Roman Reigns as the champion, but at the same time, and I really think it came down to if I was a person in that room, what's the more value? Roman I think can go as far as he has, and I don't know if you can really do much more with Roman than what you already have. I know that there's other stories that you can tell with Roman, obviously you still got the bloodline to run through. You know eventually Jay's going to turn his back, which is going to be a huge matchup for Jay and Roman. Solo's probably going to hit that same spot here soon as well. So it's not like you don't have options. But in terms of striking when the iron is hot, and I do think this iron was scorching, you could have had another top-notch star that I think is more than capable of carrying the ball that John Cena left behind. I know they've been wanting Roman to be that guy that picked up the ball and at times it felt like he could get there, but it was a very forced situation. Cody's has not been forced in my opinion. And it really is disappointing that they didn't actually just take a shot with it and say I get it. He had only been really back with the company on a full-time basis for about three months. He got injured shortly into his return uh, last year, so I understand that you don't have a whole lot to go off of to have a good build for Mania and, I guess, a quote-unquote story. But in my opinion, the story was still more than good enough to warrant a title change. I thought Cody's work was stellar. I thought Roman's was as well. And again, if you would have gone with Cody, you for sure would have just made a new top star, which is something that WWE is lacking at the moment. And you could have solved that problem by having Cody as champion. And if things didn't go the way you thought they would, then you could easily put Roman back in that spot. So I don't really get why they didn't just take an opportunity and, go for it but you know i'm i'm not the one that's there in the writing rooms i'm not the one that's coming up with anything like that so do i really have much of a say uh, only on a fan's mind but uh i guess we'll see if this does lead to cody and roman next year at wrestlemania because now as everybody has pointed out this is a redemption story now he couldn't get it done at the big stage this year but now he has to fight and claw to get back to that spot. I get it. It's, it's the Rocky story, essentially. Rocky lost in his main event of the first one, but came back in Rocky II to beat Apollo Creed. So I can see that being the story, especially being in Philly. It makes a lot of sense there. And right now, we just have to let it play out because right now Cody Rhodes is going to be dealing with Brock Lesnar coming up. And I think that actually does have a potential to be something good. So I'm hoping it is for Cody's sake more than anything. Brock, I know Brock will be fine. Brock is Brock. But I hope this is indeed the beginning of the roads to redemption because Cody does deserve, in my opinion, to be a champion sooner rather than later. I wish they would have taken the chance at Mania. We didn't get that. But in my opinion, I think it's still just a matter of when not if Cody Rhodes becomes WWE Champion. Guys, that's all I got for you this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let me know what's been on your mind and what you thought of WrestleMania overall, and do you think Cody is going to become champion sometime soon? shout out in those comments down below make sure you subscribe to our channel and enable notifications so that you're notified anytime we upload a video to this channel and make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms facebook twitter and instagram and of course i will be back next week with another edition of the 4cp make sure to be on the lookout for our new interview dropping very shortly for this month and as always guys Have a great week and continue to love pro wrestling.